Do you know that a person can survive without water for only three days, but Gandhi was able to survive as much as 21 days without food? Those are the things I used to know as a normal student in a small town. I know none of those things anymore. I just know about rage and feeling constantly hungry. I was in my last year of high school and working a part-time job so I could save up money for higher education. Things were dull, but mostly fine until an otherwise normal afternoon after classes. It happened in the light of day. I was shoved inside a vehicle with expertise. I never saw the faces of the men that took me. I never saw their vans stinking of old blood and rancid food. I could only see the blackness of my blindfold and a taste of slight sweetness of the chloroform before I lost my senses. When I woke up again, I was completely naked in a poorly lit room. The state I was in it made me expect the worst, but there was no pain or bleeding indicating that kind of violence. It was cold and there was a maddening dripping sound. Something was gleaming in the dark. As soon as I adjusted my eyes, I realized it was a knife. Drip, drip, drip. The small room had nothing but an already dirty toilet. The knife and the crack in the ceiling, dripping slimy, slightly green water. The walls and floors were gray and featureless. A very strong light, like a camera flash, popped in my face, blinding all my senses with a shock. It disappeared after a moment and I heard a voice. We want to watch your suicide. Let's see how long it will take. They took someone unremarkable, frail, with nothing left to live for. But I know I had a purpose. I had to frustrate my captors. If they wanted to watch my suicide, I would have to be the most resilient person in the world. I wouldn't grant their wish. Back then, I didn't know I was being watched by a bunch of sick, twisted people who kept up with the daily misery in the comfort of their own homes and their anonymousness. I slept on the cold, hard floor. Food never came. The only source of water was the murky leak in the ceiling. I drank it, humiliated. It tasted worse than shit, and I would know that since I fed on my own waste during the first few days. The only indication that the day had ended was a blinding flash and the same cold mocking voice telling me that they were surprised I made it this far. I was so hungry, so so hungry. The room was getting hotter from my breathing every day. There was no proper ventilation, it seemed to be just enough to not let me die from carbon monoxide poisoning and merciful death compared to the one they planned for me. I didn't know why they chose me, I still don't know. I never wronged anyone. I never excelled at anything to be a target of someone's envy. It was just a pointless act of evil. The fact that it was completely random made the hatred grow and, with it, my determination. My stomach hurt beyond words. I was constantly sick from the putrid smells all around me. My body ached all over. My skin was matted and flaky, my hair falling out from malnutrition. I grabbed the knife. I felt watched in cruel anticipation. Not today. I chopped off my left pinky and shoved it in my mouth before I could think too much about it. My own blood dripped down my chest as I chewed on my own bones. The crunching sound should have been so sickening. My teeth should have been hurting so much or even breaking, bone against bone. I should have been horrified to defile a part of my own body, but I was just so happy to be eating. After that, I felt my body grow stronger every day. Like a member of the cannibal tribe on Papua New Guinea after ritualistically feeding on the departed loved ones. I laughed manically for hours at a time and trembled endlessly. 
but I was alive more than I have been in that captivity. I rationed my food and body waste. I needed my right hand, so it would be crucial to spare at least four fingers on it, but I was free to feed on my left hand. My toes were pretty much useless. I had been dragging myself on the floor to move anyway, but I didn't need to feed on myself for long. No more than a week after I first took a bite of myself, the voice after the blinding flash had something else to say. We're selling you. The official story is that I miraculously escaped my perpetrators during their flawed operation to move me to my new owner. And by the time I reached a neighbor and the police were called, they had already fled the crime scene. The investigation was kept very quiet, so it didn't make world news. Hell, I only made the local news as local teenager mutilated by unknown man. Someone even donated me a prosthetic hand. The police were able to take down the website where my daily torture was being streamed nonstop, and just then I found out that I was a star. I laughed for days because everyone felt so bad for me, not knowing that the torture I endured was way beyond losing a hand or a few toes. I laughed for days because I know the truth and no one else does. I know how, right when they opened the door to my prison, my body felt like it was possessed by a bestial creature, and before I know it, I used my superhuman strength to crush the bones of five men all at once. Then I ate their flesh corpse as well. I even licked the leftover blood from the walls before I opened the doors and headed to the closest house, dragging my bad foot. In that moment, I felt like I was the co-pilot of my body. The wheels man was a voice screaming, kill and devour. I could have never escaped if something hadn't taken a hold of me. I'm not strong or even fast. I'd do anything to spend the rest of my life quietly having my body, mind, and soul heal and recover from a devastating trauma. The problem is that eating raw flesh of my captors was the most pleasant experience I've ever had in my life. And while I've been chasing mercilessly all the monsters that watched me suffer for their own enjoyment, I'm too hungry. Their tainted flesh has not been enough for me. No, for us.